This episode has got to be one of the strangest, most peculiar episodes I've ever recorded of the App Stop Show. When you listen to it, you're going to hear me personally go through the strangest of emotions and feelings ever. There's no other better way to describe it. And I've got a huge smile on my face as I say this introduction. Honestly, I'm not even going to say anymore. All I can say is that this app is incredible and I have nothing else to say. And you just got to hear it from the guys themselves. Listen to this. Enjoy it. You don't have to take notes so much in this one. In this one, honestly, just enjoy it. And I hope you guys download the app because you're in for one hell of a treat. Hey guys, and welcome back to the App Startup Show. Um, I am really, really excited. By the way, for anyone that's listening in right now, if my voice starts to go a bit croaky or anything like that, right before this podcast, I started having a little coughing fit and I felt like, and I still feel like I'm going to lose my voice. So if my voice starts to go halfway through, don't worry, we've got two amazing, amazing guests uh, to keep the show going. So guys, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to our two amazing guests on here today. We've got Auburn and Simon joining us, who are the co-founders of, I'm going to ask you guys to pronounce the app name because I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Auburn, go for it. What is the app name? Randonautica. Randonautica. Okay, and Simon, you as well? With my New Zealand accent, it's Randonautica. Randonautica. Okay, got it. So guys, we've got the amazing founders of Randonautica today. I'm so excited for this show because for those of you guys who have heard of the app, you'll know this app. You you will know this app. This is not an app that you forget. And for those of you guys who don't know the app, you're most certainly going to know after this episode because I'll urge you guys to download it immediately. And you're going to hear, and to be honest, I don't even have to convince people to download it because it's going to be one that they're going to download. So guys, welcome to the show. Uh, Simon, how are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm very well. Thank you very much for inviting us. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you. And Oban, yourself? Yes, great. Thank you so much for having us. All right, fantastic. So for those of you guys, normally when we do our podcast recordings, we do them uh, in person, face-to-face. But uh, this one's a little different for two reasons. Uh, coronavirus is number one. Uh, and the second reason, uh, Simon, where are you right now? <laughs> I'm actually in Japan. Okay, and Oban, where are you? I'm in Papillion, Nebraska. Amazing. And then I'm yes. here in London. See, the power mm-hmm. of the internet, isn't it just amazing? So guys, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome to the App Startup Show. I'd love to hear more about your story. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about your story as well. And I, they definitely would love to hear more about the app because I've got it to a point now where hopefully I piqued everyone's curiosity. So without further ado, let's actually first go into your backgrounds and how you kind of got started into the app industry. Um, so let's first part, actually, how did the two of you meet? We met well, through the app. I mean, really, yeah. we, we became <laughs> yeah. randonauts together and started working through uh, producing like the project and moving it forward. So that's how we met. Amazing. Simon? Yeah, um, I joined um, as a developer. Um, Auburn joined soon after that. And uh, we just, we've been pretty much speaking every day since then. And uh, we've just... She's kind of like a second family to me. We haven't actually met before, but uh, yeah, that's how we both met. Um, it was about early earlier this year that we first started chatting, or maybe late last year. I think it was about that time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We have there's a third um, comrade or Josh Langfelder who is our uh, third co- co-founder, and we're kind of like the trio 
that is trying to guide this thing through. Oh, that's <laughs> a crazy, crazy ride we're on right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to definitely delve deep into that crazy ride, um, 100% for sure. So let's go to your story, Oban. Um, where did this all kind of start for you? Like, what's your background? What, where did you kind of come from and how did you kind of get into this journey? Yeah, I am a super serial entrepreneur. I love startups. I love working with um, like small businesses that are kind of not figured out yet that need infrastructure and um, can't get past like certain growth points and things like that. So I've been in just business in general all of my adult life and professional career. And um, I also am pretty obsessed with like mind bending ideas and weird stuff. And so when I found the randonauts, I was like, wow, okay, there's something here. Like, how do I apply my skills to this very emerging community? And um, that's, that's also how a lot of people kind of came to this project. And um, Simon, you'd probably say the same thing too. That yeah, Exactly. Yeah. When I first heard about Random Alts, I was like, I just fascinated by the ideas behind it. And I was like, I've got some skills that I can actually contribute. You know, I, I'm a programmer. I've been programming since, you know, I was very, since I was an early child. Mm. And I was like, here's a, just here's some interesting ideas and I can, you know, start adding some contributions in terms of coding and working on stuff. And that's kind of how uh, I got involved. Oh, that's so cool. So where did the idea of the random knots all come about? Who, who did it come from? Whose genius mind was it that came up with it? Yeah, well, it actually started as like kind of a collective that was just coming up with ideas surrounding mostly memetics, like the, how ideas propagate and such. And um, our visionary is really Comrade or Josh. He goes by Comrade as his alias, but he, he was the one that really took it to the public and was like, we have this bot, it generates a random coordinate. If people start using it, what happens? And he went on trips and he tried it and he started posting on Reddit. And then once that happened, this community just started growing so rapidly. And, um, and it was, it really became this idea of what happens when you travel to random locations that aren't a part of your daily routine. And, um, it, it was something that once you did it, you couldn't stop. <laughs> so, so that's it essentially, right? Because that leads nicely onto what is the app? Um, so let's take it for someone who has no idea about the app. You know, this, this is the first time they're hearing about it. So Simon, I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. What is the app? What, 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 what actually is this? So essentially it takes uh, your current location, wherever you may be, and it generates a random location somewhere within your vicinity. And the idea is for you to go and journey and visit that point and uh, find potentially something that's meaningful, uh, something we call synchronicities, which is like meaningful coincidences. And then we encourage people to share about their experiences. Uh, we have this idea of setting an intent, which is kind of like setting the theme for your journey. Mm -hmm. um, and we have some sort of ideas that uh, speculate that the point that you're given may actually be related to the intent that you set. And some of the reports that we've been uh, seeing on the Reddit and some of the other social media platforms have really been showing some interesting experiences. Wow. Can you, have you guys, um, Alban, have you got any idea of some experiences that some people would be sharing uh, from the journeys that they're taking or, or maybe one of your experiences? 
Yeah, I'll tell you um, one of my first ones and probably the one that got me started on the project. I have a very skeptical husband who (laughs) is just very like close-minded and would not for anything believe that you could um, manifest or have an interaction with the world beyond what we our normal scope of thinking would allow us. Mm -hmm. And um, I was using the app and I set my intention as something obvious to Anthony, which is my husband's name. And um, I got my coordinates, which happened to be just like five blocks away from my office. And I was kind of uh, like a lot of people, this, it, it opens your observations, like your awareness and your consciousness just starts to go like psychologically, you're looking for everything and anything, because that's kind of part of breaking out into this uh, uncertainty and not knowing what comes next. So I was going through that process and I wasn't finding anything. I was getting really disappointed. And then my phone says, you've arrived at your destination. And I look down and one of the kind of uh, suggestions or pro tips for being a randonaut is to bring a trash bag with you because sometimes either you're cleaning up the environment and that's great. The other thing is maybe the trash could be meaningful. And I knew that. So I pick up this receipt that I found underneath my foot right, right when it said I got to the point and I uh, got in the car and I was looking at it as a Costco receipt. And I'm like, what could this be? Like, oh, did we buy cottage cheese recently? Like what's going to be obvious to my husband on here? Like, and I, I'm going through the whole thing. And then at the very bottom, it says that the cashier's name was Anthony in the same last initial. And I was like, what just happened? And I, I came back to work and um, my colleague was sitting up front and she's like, what's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. And I was like, I don't know if I have or not. Like, I'm so, I'm so Super. Yeah. So anyways, I told my husband that I told him the story. He ended up being a believer. But after that, I was like, not leaving, not leaving the project at all. It was the coolest thing ever. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a story that uh, I have that is very like a coincidence. And, uh, we've seen so many of those though, where people are having super meaningful experiences and, um, really like life-changing experiences too. It's, it's been a very compelling community and uh, fascinating to watch it grow. Wow. What, what a story to tell. You know, like one of the things that I love doing, you, you can probably tell, like I'm huge, like massively into self-development. Uh, I love meditating. I, I especially love visualizing. And I do strongly believe that, you know, um, I, I can go out and there is a reason why something will happen or I'll see something or one of the common ones that I think everybody who, regardless of their beliefs or whether they believe in fate or anything like that, they all experience deja vu. And there is something about deja vu, which makes you think, hold on, I have been here before, or I have seen this somewhere. So it is interesting, but I, I love this idea. I can't wait. I'll be very honest with you guys. I, I know about the app. Uh, I did my research for it. I decided I'm not going to use it until I have this podcast recording because I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens. And especially, I am due to go for my my walk today in the, in the UK. We're allowed to go for a walk. So, Simon, I'd love to hear. I'm going completely off script now. I'd love to hear any of like your profound experience or anything or any story of a friend or family member or anything. Well, uh, I guess my very one of the very first points that I generated it was like the second day after I heard about it. Um, this was before I knew about the idea of seeking an intent before going on the journey. Um, it was a school morning um, and I just generated a location and it happened to be 
the exact spot where my uh, younger child's um, kindergarten bus would come to pick him up. And I just felt that was like very meaningful and that, you know, 30 minutes later I was going to be there. Um, I hadn't, I mean, I, I guess I'd thought about, you know, that I'm going to be there soon. I'll be taking my, my son to the bus stop. And I was just like, wow, you know, what are the chances out of the three kilometer radius that it searches in? It just happened to pick the exact spot that was going to be the bus stop that I was going to be at in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> And I was like, "Wow, okay, there's something, there's something to this," and that got me more interested. And then, um, then I found out later on, you know, there's this idea of uh, mind matter interaction or MMI. That's the idea that human mental thought can affect, you know, the physical environment, uh, measurable in terms of, you know, these random numbers that come from quantum random number generators. Um, but then one of the more uh, interesting journeys that I had was more sort of random. I yet again, I hadn't set an intent. I was just looking for something really random and. I live in a pretty big city. It happened to set a point um, in the middle of a forest, which was about, I don't know, two and a half miles away from where I was at, at the time. And I, ventu I, I ventured there on my bike, and it was a pretty big forest. And I was like, do I really want to go? And it was really thick. But I decided to, you know, this is the, probably the furthest that I've actually ventured out of any of the randonaut trips that I've done. I went right into the middle of this forest, and right at this point, there was nothing else around. It was like dense, thick bush there were some old scales, you know, like the scales you use to measure your weight on. Yeah. And they were like old, rusty Peter Rabbit uh, scales. I don't know if you have Peter Rabbit in the, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Peter Rabbit was, I loved him when I was a child. You know, I, I read all the books. And I had the DVDs. And actually just that year, uh, my mother had sent uh, some Peter Rabbit DVDs for my, for my sons. And I was like, out of all the things to find, these rusty Peter Rabbit scales was not so much, you know, it was relative to the intent or thoughts that I'd had. It was just very random and very interesting. I was like, wow, this is just a, an exciting trip. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I feel like this app, in a weird way, I, I, I love this stuff. Like, people are going to have listeners are going to be like, oh, you guys are crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> like, I feel like this app brings about your consciousness a lot brings about your awareness because maybe when you're not looking for this stuff oh it's obvious right if you're not looking for something you're not going to find something um but it's almost like it kind of brings your awareness and your consciousness and your present it brings you into the present time i suppose because we're all constantly living in the past we're all constantly living in the future or something like that and i feel like this app just brings you into the present right absolutely it opens up your mind in a in a way that you don't expect it to, because you've never, you're, most people aren't doing things with such uncertainty. Like, where am I going? I really have no idea where I'm going or what I'm going to see. And that, that moment where your consciousness just goes like, I'm here, I'm right now. And my only goal is to experience this journey. It definitely brings you into the present. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, I, I love it. So let me ask you guys something. Um, when it therefore, so let's rewind actually to one more step because I want to ask this question. So everyone that uses the app, this is a community you guys have built, right? And everyone's called a randonaut. Is that right? Yes. Okay, cool. I got it. I love it. So the question I wanted to ask you then with building a team, because this is interesting and, and a lot of um a lot of entrepreneurs listening in right now, one of the struggles that they have actually is building the right team. So how did you almost get, when you're building this team and, or, or attracting other partners or whoever it is, whoever was going to be involved in the app, 
did you kind of say guys use the app first and then you kind of make an assessment of whether they're the right fit for you or do you have people in the team who just don't use the app they're not a believer in the app project like how did you attract the right team should i say the universe (laughs) sometimes it's crazy people would come on and they're like i'm so passionate about what you guys are doing that i'm i'm a hobbyist in this particular thing so maybe it's like creating entropy sources or doing the algorithms or whatever the case may be and they the uniqueness of the project itself really drew people in just like simon and myself and And we were just this really like ad hoc group of people trying to just do everything you can and bring your skills together to make it like usable and get it out there. Would you agree, Simon? Yes, totally. It's just, it's been this uncanny kind of timing, you know, when there's been talk of an idea, you know, I wasn't the first developer in the group. There was already um, a group of people who had the ideas. They had the basic technology. Um, and about the time they started talking about, you know, expanding the bot, making it, taking it away from just being a telegram bot, making it easier to use. And, uh, you know, people could just access from the web browser. They'd been talking about that. And at the time, at the same time, that's when I heard about it and I joined, I had the right skills. And then we're like, oh, we need an Android app. And about the same time we had one of our other lead developers, David, he came on and he was working on the Android app. And then we're like, oh, now we need somebody to help with the branding and the imaging. And then about the same time, that's when Auburn joined. So when we've just sort of talked about, you know, where we want to go or what we need, just coincidentally, somebody has joined and uh, got involved in the inner group. And we haven't really had to go and look for people. People have found us and the people who have been really interested have just stuck with us. And that's how the, the, uh, the collective has built over the, uh, over the years. That is one of the best stories I've ever heard to build a team. <laughs> Honestly, it, it sounds like it was so easy. <laughs> I do think you've had some hiccups as well, but um, at the same time, it, it sounds so obvious as well. Like when it comes to anything, it's like, look, like the universe is always serving whatever you ask of it. Let's face it. It, it always is. And I've had too many weird coincidences not to believe that. And I suppose it all started when I read The Secret. I think you guys have probably read The Secret, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it all kind of stemmed from that. And I thought, oh, my God, there is something metaphysical happening here. And I can't <laughs> I can't describe it. Um, but that's the point. You're not supposed to describe it. It's like electricity. No one understands how it works. But we still use it. Um, we still use electricity. We don't have to understand how it works. It's the same thing with that. I'm, I am super interested in this. So... When it comes to joining a team and this community where you've got all these people who are having these profound experiences, how do you develop a project from there? Like, uh, I think, Alban, we'll start with you on this question. How do, how do you kind of go from all that community where people are having these experiences? How do you develop a project from there? Is it communicating back with this community to say, hey, guys, how can we help you next? How can we serve you next? How can we develop the project? Or is it more about finding other randonauts and just completely expanding the community? Well, in terms of the product, um, you know, our group is just incredibly talented. Simon, David, like they're insane and they can address anything. Like people would have an issue with this or I want this added. And like, they would be on it within like a couple of hours. And they were, it it was really insane to see how quickly these um, guys could work. And when I came on, 
as the girl who came into the situation, I'm like, oh, um, we have to tighten things up a little bit because we're doing a lot of stuff all the time for the community because you, you want to, you want to, you know, serve them. But at the same time, you know, the end goal is obviously to create like a really lasting product. And, um, and so there were some challenges there to go from decentralized to centralized kind of more business side. Like we had to button up some business entity type of things in order to be operating and, you know, have like, a legal team for terms of service and stuff like that. Um, so that was, that was part of the process for sure. It was like, um, working, figuring out that synergy between, um, a bunch of very brilliant people who can work very hard and very fast and for the community that they're passionate about. And then bringing that into a, where do we go next? How do we have growth? How do we handle growth? And, um, a little bit of structure yeah which is sometimes not awesome for the people who don't the ultra creative (laughs) Simon was like I don't know about that because I want to add all of these things to the app (laughs) I was like we're gonna work together Simon (laughs) yeah that's one that's one of the biggest learning curves we're having um going from you know being a grassroots project with Mm -hmm. people who you know volunteers just contributing what we could what we wanted to in a very sort of decentralized ad hoc manner to you know, now having gone viral on TikTok in mid-May, uh, we're going. It's still this transition process that we're learning to deal with, and we're doing a great job. But it's a it's a big learning curve for us, isn't it? Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're getting there, and we had to do it very quickly because yeah, yeah we went viral quickly. twice. So we're like, <laughs> yeah. what, do we, what do we need to do right now? Like, let's prioritize. <laughs> <Yeah>. Prioritize. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to touch on actually is like. You guys did go viral through TikTok, uh, and TikTok is huge, right? Um, and especially the audience as well. They would love something like this. And and I'm a millennial, and I, I would love uh, something like this. When an app does go viral, how do you react? Like, is it literally, guys, jump on a call, and we have to speak now, <laughs> something's happened? Like, how, what's, because we're going to have, a, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening in right now. Um, and no one's ever answered that question. Everyone wants to go viral. Everyone wants to. But they, what do you do when, when you're there? Um, and that's a difficult question, I assume. So it's not going to be an easy one to answer, I suppose. Uh, but Simon, well, we'll start with you. How, how did? Where well, did you from an from an from an engineering point of view, the first thing you want to do is make the system stable, because um, we'd been running. Um, the community had been growing, you know, been growing um, steadily but slowly. We had about ten thousand people on the Reddit at the time. We had about. 1700 people in what we call the telegram lobby which is kind of like the main chat room mm-hmm. um and you know that was growing by a few hundred every few days um but then it was all running on a single server um and i when i first joined i knew that maybe one day we'd have to scale out um you know make the system be able to support a large number of users um but you know we were doing it in our own free time we had no budget so we couldn't afford you know the uh, the hardware on the cloud infrastructure, but when uh, mid May came and within a week we had a million users, we're like, okay, we've got to scale out. So basically, how how do I react? Um, move to a new system um, and make it scalable. And so that's why you probably read a lot of comments about people saying, oh, I see nothing but a white screen, or I can't open it. It's not letting me see into them. And we're a lot more stable now. We still have some issues, but we're you know we're still working on that. But um, Trying to just make the system available for everybody. That's certainly what that's how I reacted. 
uh, me and David, we just worked pretty much with very little sleep for about two weeks, wasn't it? Insanity. Yeah, you yeah. missed it. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how you I love it, right? from, from, yeah, I love it. It was, um, I was, it was good because I was um, actually uh, uh, the day job that I was having was we, we were quarantined and working from home, so um, it allowed me to get a good balance. So, um, and David was working from his home in Europe, and yeah, we just worked um, really hard to get it there. But then Auburn, you also um, reacted in your own way, I guess, from the, the messaging, the community engagement. You and Josh, you know, you were doing your own thing, so I guess you could probably elaborate on that as well. It was this really defining moment of how you deal with the community because you like from my standpoint I was trying to make sure that people understood that we're not an app that's just broken or you know not usable it's that we have a massive user base a heavy load we're like we can't handle the influx everyone wants to do this at the same time right now like that message was very important because what it did was it had people holding on and waiting for kind of their turn to get until we were upgrading our servers. And we had people donating to help us get the servers going and um, like really rallying behind the idea of, uh, okay, this is a small company. They're trying to get it going for us. Um, We were getting like five-star ratings. Like I'm just giving it a five-star rating because I love the idea so much. And I understand you guys are under heavy load and I can't wait to use it. Like, when does that ever happen? (laughs) This is amazing. Like the community, the, the idea and the, the TikTok, especially being able for people being able to see other people's journeys. And, um, it, it just really compelled this demand and, uh, they hung in there. We had, we had people hanging in just waiting for a few days for the white screen to go away. It was so cool. If you don't mind, I'd actually actually like to say thank you to everybody who helps support us in terms of uh, positive feedback and reviews and donations. I mean, we did give our thanks, but I thought it would be nice to just sort of say that thank you again to everybody who helped us because that positive uh, feedback, um, the donations and that, that really helped a lot. So yes, thank you very much, everybody who helped out during that time. Hey guys, I'm so sorry to interrupt this podcast episode, but I have something amazing to tell you about, which is going to help you a ton when it comes to your own app. Let me ask you a question. Imagine if you could make the next TikTok, Candy Crush, Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, whatever it is. Imagine if you could make the next big app. Well, guess what? You can, because our guide, how to pick a winning app idea is now available for free. Yes, our free ebook, How to Pick a Winning App Idea, is available for you guys to download instantly right now. Three things that we reveal in that guide. First thing is how to pick a winning app idea or to validate an existing idea that you have to see if it's worth investing your time and resources into. The second thing we reveal, the secrets most top app developers are using to win big in this game. And the third thing that we reveal is how you can replicate the success of big apps such as Flappy Bird, Candy Crush, Instagram, plus more. Uh, it's super easy to get. All you guys have to do is head on over to appstarterguide.com. That's appstarterguide.com. I'll see you guys there. But until then, let's get back to the episode. What an incredible story. So I suppose that kind of goes on to my next point. What I'm kind of getting from you, this is important. This is for anyone that's listening in right now. 
any apps, uh, entrepreneurs or anyone that's looking to start their own business. As the founder of DigiWeer, like we're an app development company, I was telling you guys, we have a lot of people come to us with their ideas and they're always thinking, how do we monetize? How do we monetize? How do we monetize? How do we monetize? But I'm strongly on the side of, and I tell people this, is that we're in 2020 um, and over the last five years, I've noticed this in particular, that actually the first priority I found for anyone that wants to start their own app is focus on building a loyal community. And what I'm hearing from you guys is that actually that is your main focus, building a strong, loyal community, like the monetary value and all that, that will come, of course that will come, but focus on delivering value value to a loyal community. Do you think that's like one of the most important things that all entrepreneurs should be thinking like or amongst their top priorities, uh, Auburn? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's there was such a need for engagement and we were very actively making sure that people who were going on their first trips and having these crazy experiences, like we wanted to help them through that. So we're like almost emotional support. And then we're customer support for the ones that their app isn't working. And then we're, we're, um, you know, explaining science to the ones that are skeptics and like that level of engagement brought that stuff lasts when you're engaging on Reddit, when you're engaging, you know, in, in TikTok comments, like um, or Twitter, any social media, you know, that's going to be searchable. And I think when new people come into a product and they're trying to see what the community base is like, like you build that up, it makes people feel better. Welcome. You know, there's, there's a, there's a story there. And, um, that, that was definitely huge, huge for this project. Absolutely. That is incredible. So there you go, guys, for anyone that's listening in, focus on your customers, focus on that loyalty, build that engagement. I, I, I have a strong pet peeve, uh, with companies who feel they are too big to engage with their customers. I, I, the whole point of social media is social media, which means he's social. <laughs> And I don't understand why there are still a lot of companies who can't grasp that concept and they're trying to sell, 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 sell. And I think you guys are one of the most unique and amazing uh, uh, kind of models to look at in the sense of you guys have built a strong community, a loyal community. Like I said, people are donating and give you, giving you guys five-star ratings and they're just wanting to push you along, but that's how loyal they are. And I think that's um, a huge credit to everything that you guys have done. And Simon, I think that was incredible of you to be grateful to them as well and say, look, a huge thank you to everyone and Oban as well, of course, for you as well, to saying thank you to everyone because I think they mean it. And the good part is, and this is something that I wanted to touch on as well. Do you feel like this app is not just you guys, it's, the community as well. It's their app as well. It's everyone's app. This is a community-based app. Does it does it feel like that way, Simon? Yes, for sure. Uh, we would not be uh, what we are without the community. I mean, Range and Orts uh, started off as a community. Josh uh, started that, built up the community. There was a basic bot, and the community's growing, and there's been the interest in the ideas. People have wanted to experience more, and that's given us just genuine... Uh, encourage, uh, encouragement to build a better bot, build a better app for them. Uh, we would not be where we are. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it wasn't for the community and the people interested in it. Because at the end of the day, it's the 
community, uh, it's the reports that people are sharing, it's the fun um, and interesting experiences that everybody's having that is one of the biggest motivational drives for the people behind the scenes, um, growing the business, building the app. Mm-hmm. A quick plug too for Josh. He's at Quantum Comrade on Twitter mm-hmm. and you should follow him because he he really did create this culture of people who, you know, they're coming, they're, this is, it's, I wish you've been on a random not trip already, but, but it's, it, it is such an experience that you can really only explain by doing it. And, or, and there was this very, uh, with every growth spurt were these people that were coming in and they're like, my mind is blown. I'm so confused. I'm seeing things differently. Like I've been enlightened, like all of these different things. And it wasn't just like a comment. They required engagement. And Josh was a massive part uh, in growing the Reddit so that not only were there um, the engagement with the the newbies, but then also it taught the community how to have like these veterans that would then come in and start helping the newbies. And so then it, it really grew and it was just, just so organic too, like this very fascinating and unique process. It's been absolutely incredible to watch. And now it's just what well, I don't, we don't even sleep anymore. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to see some of the veterans of the community, they've just, without even asking them, they've taken up this role of sort of user support, uh, answering people's yeah. questions, helping them with issues. If there's a particular bug they're having with the app, they, they'll put us, they'll put them in direct contact with us so we can fix the issue. Um, and these are people who were just in, interested in part of the original community because they were just interested. But yeah, they've just been amazing. You know, shout outs to Emily and Street Gospel, um, the people who've been ha- helping out with uh, Reddit and Facebook. You know, it's just been amazing. As you say, organic. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really amazing thing to see. Super, super cool. So there's going to be a lot of people who are still in lockdown um, who uh, are thinking, you know what? I want to try this app now. I'm going to go for a walk today or whatever it is. I want to be around or not now. I want I want to see what this is all about. So this is actually a really good time because you could probably guide me through it and guide everyone else that's listening in right now as well. So I just downloaded the app. Uh, I've got some instructions. What's the first thing I need to do? I need to uh, enable location, right? The first question is, are you on an iPhone or on an Android? Because of sort of... You're on an iPhone. Okay, so the first, if this is the, you've just installed it, the first thing you'll probably have to do is click the globe icon to yep. send your location. All right. That's let's the, um, on the, then you see the terms of co- Right now, follow along with us. We'll work this out together. And everyone's going to go on their first trip together. And we're all going to have an amazing experience today. I'm so excited. The sun just come out. I don't know if you saw the sunlight. It's just come out as soon as I say that. And it's yeah, I didn't that. <laughs> just come out. That's so weird. Okay, right. I'm going to enable my location. All right, cool. It's set my location. Okay. And then you'll probably see the terms and conditions within a button that says agree or don't agree. Yeah, I accept. (laughs) Yeah, accept the conditions. Yeah, basically just uh, go into it with a positive mindset. Um, Don't trespass. Be a good ranger not. Click uh, I agree. And then uh, the first uh, question will be, what kind of point do you want? Um, There's a lot of different kind of points that we Mm. generate. But I would say choose anomaly. Basically, that looks... um, for a an anomalous point um this is where you want to start thinking about your intent you know think about you know what would you like to sort of manifest in some people's state what would you like the theme of your journey to be 
So, you know, you can, some people um, try and type it in, which you don't actually need to. This is where it's a bit confusing. It's a mental process. Just think of your intent. You can word it out if you want. You can keep it to yourself. That's up to you. Um, click anomaly. Yeah. And then, so try that. How many points would I like to look for? Yeah. So this, um, depending on, I mean, there is a bit of randomness behind this. Um, just go for one to begin with. Just, okay. just press one and uh, then there'll be one more step. It will ask, what kind of entropy do you want? For those of you who don't know what entropy means, basically it means the, the string of random numbers that we feed into our algorithm to give you these coordinates. So the most popular one to use would be ANU. So click on ANU. That stands for the Australian National University. They have this awesome quantum random number generator, which they make publicly available to everybody. And we're currently uh, using that for our source of entropy. And then it will say, please wait, uh, focus on your intent, and all going well, you should have a location to visit soon. Okay, uh, I've got my location, uh, and then I view it on um, maps, I assume? Uh, probably. So, yeah, right now you'll, you'll see some statistics like a power and a Z score. That's sort of some statistics that talk about how improbable uh, the chances of this location being, you know, random are. Uh, there are some buttons that allow you to open up maps so you can go and visit it straight away. I'm nervous. Because <laughs> <laughs> I put out an intent, which is an interesting one. Um, I'm genuinely nervous about this. Okay, so I'm going to... Wait, you're not going to tell us your intent? You're just... <laughs> leave everyone on the cusp of... <laughs> yeah, you have to listen to your next episode to hear about the story. Yeah. That'll be the cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, I, we need a part, part two. <laughs> I can't tell you, I can't describe this feeling. My core, like, is genuinely, like, I have this whenever I've been through NLP and, and different types of therapy. And, like, um, and like my core, which is, I don't have any stomach issues, but always whenever I feel something, it's not butterflies, it's just my core has um, this, this, this entry. It's like my energy is situated there. And I've, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like radiating right now. And it's so weird. And the sun's coming out. I'm so freaked out. <laughs> oh, I can so see it. Watching you on this yeah. call, I can totally <laughs> sense that you're what you're feeling. This is hilarious. Yeah, this is, a, this is a, to actually see it live is quite interesting. But this is something that a lot of people experience. It's like, Very much. oh, you know, mm -hmm. it's the unexpected, you know, which the brains aren't really wired for, you know. <sighs> where, where am I going to go? Am I going to find something? Am I not going to find something? You know, that's kind of the, uh, the climactic. The, just the interesting experience. I've got my. Oh, I am. I, I can't. I wish people. I wish your audience could see you and the fact that you're just like distressed, but like so excited. At the same maybe, time. maybe we should make this a uh, video podcast. You know, no, just seeing this reaction. Yeah. The whole thing is recorded, so we can do what we like with afterwards. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to, it's really weird. It's like you've put out an intent to the universe and normally it's a case of, okay, you're going to sit back and just wait, you know, that the universe will, will attract it into your life. But this is weird. This is like, okay, I put out that intent and said, okay, cool, go here. And it's like, oh no, wait, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've, I've got my location. I'll, I'll show you guys the location. I'm excited to go there. Um, it's it's yeah it's well yeah let's see how that goes i'm not going to tell anyone on the audio that's going to be well if somebody else joins me there but, um, uh, moving on so i'm going to do that today i'm so excited for anyone that's listened in and who's downloaded the app uh and 
have got their location as well. I'm, I'm just please just tweet us. Um, we'll, we'll put their details at the end as well, so you guys can get in touch with them. Or, but just let us know uh, how it went for you guys. So, what does the future hold for um, Randonica then? Okay, so uh, right now we are working on a what we what we're calling version two, which is basically the app redeveloped from the ground up um the android app and iphone app are actually quite different uh, functionality wise they're the same but uh they look and feel basically we want to make it easier and more user friendly and more stable so uh later this year or in the middle of this year sort of during the summer for the northern hemisphere we're going to be coming out with uh, version two which is going to look nicer uh, it's going to be easy to use it's going to actually um, not require people to spend a bit of time researching, you know, what, what some of the ideas or what are some of the terminology we use. They can just download the app. Um, they can pretty much just press the, set their location and press go and then just get a point and go and visit it. So we'll be getting that out soon. Um, and then we're going to be, we've got a roadmap. One of the features we'll be adding afterwards will be gamification. So people actually have, you know, achievements and goals to uh, work towards as they go through their randonaut uh, trips. Um, one particular uh, feature that I'm really interested in is this idea of synchronicities, which is meaningful coincidences. And if you spend the time reading, you know, Reddit and Twitter, you'll see there's a lot of common experiences between people. But unless you really spend the time reading the reports or searching, it can be kind of hard to find reports of people who have had similar experiences to you. So what we want to do is we want to make it easier for people to find uh, reports that have similar synchronicities to you. So say you set an intent of finding a pink balloon and you found a pink balloon, then it would be this new feature would make it easier for you to find these other reports and these other users who have had similar response, uh, similar reports. And I think that's going to be not only interesting from our point of view, but also from the community's point of view to read about people who have had similar experiences and just to sort of grow the community uh, in, in that way. Um, and more long-term, um, we are working um, in the background on developing our intellectual understanding of this concept of uh, MMI, mind-matter interaction. That's going back to what I was talking about before, how you know we have this idea that uh, human consciousness can affect, can influence the output of these random numbers. So we are working on developing that intellectual understanding and powering up the secret source, which generates these points. And the objective there is to make the app more responsive and more accurate. So you know the end result, the end goal there is to have people getting more interesting, uh, more meaningful experiences from the points that they get. Um, and that will be just basically powering up the, uh, or beefing up the secret source that uh, does its uh, magic behind the scenes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, guys, this is amazing. Um, before before I head on to uh, my last question or two, um yeah, before I head into that, is is there anything important do you think I've missed out, uh, Oban, at all? I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot. I think... Time has uh, flown. <laughs> yeah, it really has. I, I, I just think um, for people who are new to it and don't research it, maybe just listen to this, there, there doesn't have to be this, um, I intend to find something and then I find it. Like there's all, there doesn't have to be, uh, I have to get to this exact point. The whole point of the app is that it is an experience. The journey is the experience. The breaking out of your day to day is the experience. It's, it's more than just, uh, 
like some of the more mystical things that we kind of talk about. Um, it could be for en like enhancing your hikes, you know, like just going on a random journey is so cool. So I like to sometimes just say that for some of the skeptics out there that doesn't yeah. have to be magic yeah. all the time. You know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be uh, exactly like, I mean, just get in a random location and just going for a walk with your dog, going for a hike um, and just be more situationally aware, just, you know, being on the lookout yeah. for anything. Um, and that's actually a big part of the uh, core, I guess, uh, theory or ideas behind the project is just going to random places, not to look for something that you were trying to look for, just to, you know, create your own legend or create create your own adventure. It's your own narrative. You you experience it the way you want it to be. Um, you can make it a personal experience. You can share it. We love hearing about it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's uh, the experience that you make of it. And if it's fun and beneficial and good for you, then great. Then the app has achieved one of its missions. Incredible, guys. Well, look, the, this episode has been... I've never been through an experience like that on a podcast episode before. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, this is one of the most special and unique episodes uh, I've ever had. It's going to be a, a nice 45-minute uh, walk, uh, which I'm looking forward to as well. Oh, wow. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't care. If it rains, if it's sunny, I don't care. I'm battling through that. And it's just going to be fun. It's just, it's already, I have to go through it now. Um, I have to. Um, there's no other way about it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, guys, this is for uh, every guest that comes onto the show. Uh, we asked them to provide one takeaway message. So our audience are entrepreneurs who are looking to get started in the app industry or entrepreneurs in general who are just looking to get started in business as well. Um, and even up to a certain extent, some developers as well who are looking to kind of get started and, and get into this space. So I'd like to ask the each of you, uh, we'll start with you, uh, Auburn ladies first. Um, if you were to give one piece of advice, one piece for anyone getting started in the app industry or business or any piece of advice for just in life, what would be your one thing that you could say? It's really difficult because there's loads of things you could probably say. But what do you think so far in life is your one piece of advice that you would give to someone who, whether it's life or whether it's business or the app industry? Hmm. I would say that, and this is something that Randonautica has taught me, Anything is possible. And it's very important to keep that mindset because I think if you're starting something, you can get narrow-minded and be like, I have to go down this path with this structure, but that's not how life really is. Like you, there are so many paths and so many opportunities. So I think anything is possible is just a motto to go into a project with. Like it could go as big, bigger than you ever know and be ready for it if it does. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Uh, I like that one. Life is unpredictable and embrace it. Uh, yeah. Simon, how about yourself? I was thinking about the question quite a lot today. Um, <laughs> and I was I was going to use the word perseverance. Um, if at first you don't succeed, then just keep on trying. But it's not as simple as that. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that before. But I think what really I would like to say in answer to that is really try and understand what it is that motivates you um it's different for everybody um i thought of that as the better answer because when i i, I ran a couple of startups and during one of the first uh, meets with some of the old co-founders they were like so why do you want to do this is it to make money or to have fun and immediately without even thinking it's like because i want to have fun 
I want to, um, that was my motivation to create something that I personally believed in uh, as a human um, and that could be, you know, provided to other people who could have beneficial experiences and have fun. Maybe it would solve a particular problem or maybe it would just give them some joy in their life. And that was my biggest motivation. And the reason why I think that's important is because if you were genuinely motivated, then the quality of the product, the the end product or service it is that you are creating is just going to be so much better than if you're in it just for purely to make, you know, uh, a lot of money, but you don't really believe in the product. Um, that's where I think, you know, having genuinely good motivation and, but it's also going to change, you know, your motivations and your understanding will change. That's certainly happened a lot with me since I joined Randonauts. Um, but it's really helped me get a, get a good understanding of what my motivations are. And I feel very comfortable with my motivations and, you know, why I'm involved with what we're doing right now. So, yeah, try and uh, get a good understanding of your motivations and uh, work on them. Just, you know, keep um, keep thinking about them as you as you uh, grow personally and as you grow as an entrepreneur or a dev- developer. I think they can be applied to anybody involved in any startup. Wow. Amazing. Guys, <clears throat> I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on today's show. Like, we could talk about this for hours, uh, but I have a journey to make, um, as you can tell. So. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I have a journey to go on. Um, I'm like Bilbo Baggins in, in The Hobbit right now. I'm going to grab my rucksack and just... <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Um, guys, honestly, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Um, Orban, how do people get in touch with you um, in terms of Randonica? How do they interact with the app? Um so obviously it's available on, on Google and the App Store, right? Uh, iOS and mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We're in beta, but we're hoping to launch our alpha version in the next couple of months. You can follow us on Twitter at Randonautica app. We also definitely encourage anybody to be uh, scrolling around the Reddit community because it has the most fascinating, amazing stories. And if you want to go down a rabbit hole, you could watch the videos on TikTok. <laughs> of the people <laughs> randonauting like that's a it's a pretty um immersive experience i'll tell you that but uh yeah those are just the, the ways to follow us oh that's incredible well for anyone that hasn't downloaded it download the app now just do the steps that we put out i'm telling you it's gonna be a weird experience <laughs> uh, and even if it isn't um persist have some fun play around, go a bit outside of the ordinary because it'll be one of the best things you can probably do. Guys, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on today's show. And um, for anyone that's listening in, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. So guys, I hope you heard my little interruption in the middle of the podcast because it's super, super important because it's going to help you guys out so much when it comes to creating your own app. That's right, our ebook, How to Pick a Winning App Idea, is now available for free. It's our most popular ebook. It's the one that people always rave on about. They always say it's the best ebook that we've ever done. And you know what? It's now available absolutely free of charge. Guys, our free ebook shows you three things. It shows you how to pick a winning app idea or validate an existing idea if you already have one to see if it's worth investing your time and resources into. The second thing it reveals is the secrets that most top app developers are using to win big in this game. And the third thing it reveals is how you can replicate the success of big apps such as TikTok, Uber, Flappy Bird, Candy Crush, Instagram, plus more. 
our free ebook, How to Pick a Winning App Idea. Guys, it's available for free and you can get it instantly. You can download it right now. All you have to do is head on over to appstarterguide.com. That's appstarterguide.com. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.